Even it west. 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 NBC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another mini-episode of the I Think It's a Classic podcast. My name is Tannis Gale, and I'm joined here by my co-host, John Brummer. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? <clears throat> I'm doing pretty great. Doing pretty great. Uh, I was really stoked with how uh, last week's Neurosis episode went. I hope we uh, got some people into that album if they hadn't heard it before, and I hope y'all who are already into it uh, enjoyed what we had to say about it. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Agreed on all accounts. Well, John, let's just jump right into uh, our little mini episode here. And uh, what have you been listening to this past week or two? I actually today was listening to the new Tool song. Okay. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you have been paying attention, but apparently Tool is releasing an album at the end of the month. And yeah. I figured I should probably listen to it because no one will shut the fuck up about it. I gotta say, I when I went into it, uh, actually last night when I was on Facebook, I saw someone post that they were listening to it. I didn't even know that the song had been released. And uh, so I saw the album cover, and I gotta tell you, just from the album cover, I did not have any high hopes. Oh, it looks terrible. <clears throat> Yeah, I actually thought that this was like, uh, you know, this was a joke and this was some like fan artwork thrown together, put (laughs) over maybe a fake song. (laughs) But uh, I went on to iTunes or I went on to Apple Music today and um, I looked for it and it was there. And that is really the album cover. It is that is a big old piece of horse shit. It looked like someone just went. Well, I know two seconds worth of Photoshop. Let me put some words here and uh, steal an image from there, and we're fucking done, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, but I have to say I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised with the song. At first, it's just like it sounded like every other Tool song, but then they went to some places that I was like, oh, okay, I guess they can still surprise us. Oh, yeah, they throw some ska in there or something cool like that. Well, yeah, uh, see, the thing that I thought was interesting about it is about halfway into the song, it just becomes a whole cover of Radiohead's Kid A. (laughs) That really surprised me. (laughs) But actually, I'm sorry, I forgot. I I just started listening to Radiohead's Kid A instead of that song, so that might have been what it was. (laughs) Yeah, I saw lots of rumbling about the new Tool song, and I'm just... I don't know. I used to like that band a lot, but I could just give a shit nowadays, and I'm just probably gonna take a hard pass on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I never listen to Tool's music, but I will if I can if I can make it to a performance. I will see them every time. They are you listen to Lateralis? I remember you had that when it came out. I had that one too. That album's pretty good. But no, it's... no, no. I really, I mean, Lateralis is the only album I have in my Apple Music, and I do really like Lateralis. It's just a little more mature and thought out lyrically. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, I've always liked 
what the guys do musically, Maynard kind of bugs me. But mm-hmm. live, uh, you've never seen them live, have you? No. You should see them live. I bought uh, you two old tickets one time. Well, you didn't buy them for me with your own money. I did with my spare time, but you gave me 20 bucks. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure at that time, I'm not going to go into it for the sake of the <laughs> listener, but I'm pretty sure that you owed me at least 10 minutes of your time. Not at that point. I think at that point, I was still doing pretty good. It's probably a it's couple possible. months before the collapse of my responsibility altogether. <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, uh, um, yeah. What else have you been listening to? Anything else but the new Tool song? Um, I finally put Igor by Tyler the Creator into my library. Um, I meant to actually listen to all of that. I meant to listen to all of the new Baroness, and I meant to listen to all of the new Hot Chip, but uh, I have only listened to one song from the new Tyler and one song from the new Baroness, and. Uh, the the song I heard from the Tyler album was rad. Loved it. Uh, the new song I heard from Baroness, I'm I was never really into them. I just was I was watching a review show, and they said something interesting about the snare drum. So I I was like I gotta check out what they're talking about, and then I listened to it, and I was like, oh yeah, this is why I don't really listen to Baroness much. So that's how I'm going this week in music. What about you? Um, this week, uh, as far as new stuff goes, um, The Darkness released a new song called Rock and Roll Deserves to Die, which is a, a fun little tongue-in-cheek send-up. And uh, it's really... I need to check that out. Yeah, it's really epic and enjoyable, just like most of the shit that band puts out. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, the new Torch came out? And I'm, I gave that one listen just last night, and I'm really liking what I hear so far. The Torch is another band that uh, I keep hearing that I need to listen to. And I think I checked them out, but I think I kind of had the same feeling when, I, when someone was like, you need to listen to Baroness, and then you should also listen to Torch. I think it was the same guy. And oh, okay. uh, so I listened to Torch, and I was like, uh... I don't know. I, I do. I, I need to sit down probably with both those bands. Although I, I can't tell you that Baroness is going to win out on this. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Baroness fan. Yeah, we don't think Baroness is bad, but I kind of feel the same way about them as you do. Like, a lot of my friends are really into that band, and I think it's pretty cool. It's just, or something. Yeah, it just doesn't click with me. I had their album, um, the blue one, I believe. A on my ID. Yeah, it's the blue one for sure. And um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. It, I was just like, this is good, but it's never something I listened to a lot. Hmm. I just it just never. Yeah, I felt the same way. It never clicked with me. But it's weird when you recognize something as being pretty good and high quality, but you just don't dig it as much as other people. Yeah, no this this definitely doesn't get the ire that a band like Five Finger would get from <laughs> me or um. I don't know, uh, in this moment. Or... What's that one band with the where they're always lifting the wheelchair guy? Oh, Disturbed. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Disturbed, really. <laughs> they, they get a lot of my ire. Oh, so bad. Um, and still around. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't get what the hell. <laughs> People out there, stop listening to bad music, please, for the love of God. 
The world would be a better place if y'all weren't so down with the sickness, okay? Exactly. Maybe Thank try you. that. Fucking, yeah, Torch is great. Um, You should give their album Restarter a listen. That's the one where I, that's the jumping off point that I had with them, finding their album yes. used one time. And, um, oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was one of those like, oh, five bucks. Well, I this band plays with Boris all the time and other bands I like. I'm just gonna get this. Why not? And I didn't regret it. So the album Restarter by Torch. Yeah, check that out. <clears throat> um, uh, I will definitely. Let's see. Uh, as far as new music, I checked out the new Iggy Pop song, which was odd and arty and <laughs> literally has one word in it. It's a song oh, called nice. Free. And that's what he says right at the beginning of it, and then it's just ambient noise for like four minutes and whatever. You do how, you, Iggy. Uh, how is that even an Iggy Pop song? I mean, he doesn't play any instruments. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just left a microphone outside of Brian Eno's studio one night. and <laughs> like, uh, I'm sampling. It's art. It's found art. But yeah, um, other than that, um, I've been in a kind of odd mood with music besides the torch album i haven't been listening to too much metal um i've been listening to judah a lot this italian kind of glam rock band that uh through being oh. a member of turbo hugend i have just absolutely fallen in love with they are one of the funnest bands i've ever heard you told me to listen to them and i still haven't oh get on it man it's good stuff and um also i've been throwing in heavy rotation uh, Harmar Superstar's album Best Summer Ever. Oh. Which is, I don't his last two albums, Bye Bye 17 and Best Summer Ever. I just, I am absolutely in love with those. I bought them both. And they just, I just think they are fantastic. I've really come to like Harmar in my, in my 30s. So I've never actually gotten into Harmar, even though he was, he was actually in Eau Claire not too long ago. Um, that was weird, seeing people being like, hey, you're going to go to the Harmar Superstar show? And I was like, wait, did you mean someone listens to something that isn't Five Finger Death Punch around here? What the fuck? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so the, the funny thing about Harmar is, is, I mean, I really have never gotten into Harmar, but I do have that Adam and his package 7-inch uh, yeah, shopping, shopping spree, spree <laughs> that on the... On the other side is, you know, Harmar Superstar's version of that same song. Right, right. Now, the funny thing is about, oh, God, like nine months ago, all of a sudden I realized all of my seven inches had disappeared. And I don't know what happened to them. And I didn't throw them away. I'm pretty sure, you know, if, if anyone was going to break in my apartment and steal stuff, the last thing that they would do is you know, grab like 40 or so punk rock seven inches that nobody gives a shit about. Well, unless they're smart and they know how eBay works. <laughs> I guess. Although my, I did have a malfunction with my uh, air conditioner the other day and uh, there was a lot of water pouring from it. And I, and all of the, I, I'm pretty sure that the uh, covers at least are worthless on all those seven inches. Oh no. Yeah, I was uh, kind of bad or kind of pissed. But anyway, so back to the uh, the story at hand. I asked my son while he was cleaning, did you happen to throw those away or did you move them into your room? And he kind of looks at me and he goes, uh, 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 and I'm like, all right, so you're lying. You're going to lie to me about something because you're you're stalling. <laughs> 
And he goes, uh, and I'm like, did you take them or not? And he goes, uh, my head hurts. And I'm like, okay. So I just dropped it because I was like, this is going to be a really annoying argument when the truth finally comes out. Like, I don't know, an hour or two later, he's like, okay, I'll tell you the truth. I, I took them to, to my grandma's house. I guess he snuck them away in his backpack. And while I was annoyed, I wasn't super pissed because whatever, you know, uh, anytime I can get the kid into better music, I'm, I'm it's almost one of those things where it's like, you could have just asked for a handful and I would have been like, yeah, take those to grandma's. Just be careful. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I would have appreciated him asking me first, but he knows that there's kind of a rule of if he gets it here, it kind of stays here because, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people on his side of the family and i just don't want you know more things for him to fight with his sisters or his cousins about or you know whatever right. anyway um so i asked him did you even like any of them did you listen to them and he said yes and i was like did you like them and he goes yeah there was one i really liked and that was uh shopping spree and i was like oh okay <clears throat> I used to listen to Adam and his package around him when I was younger, and there was a couple of songs that he always asked to re-listen to. Um, so when we got in the car to go somewhere, I put on the Adam and his package version of Shopping Spree, and Noah goes, "This isn't the this this doesn't sound like how I'm used to it." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, this is this this isn't the version that I liked." And I went, <laughs> "Okay," and he's like, "Yeah, the one that I liked is a lot slower," and I went, "Huh." So, you know, I looked up on, on Apple Music. They had the single for that, so they had the Harmar Superstar version of it. So I started playing that. And he goes, no, this still isn't it. It's the one I like is a lot slower. And that's when I realized that the kid was playing 45s <laughs> on 33. <laughs> that's kind of like, like me in the when I got that Le Shock record. It was a 12-inch, yeah. but it was supposed to be played at 45, and I didn't realize that. So I was just playing it. I was like, this is awesome. It's like sludgy punk. Wow, this is fucking great. And then all of a sudden you were like, hey, dumbass, click. It was just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> you know, that, that album still is killer. I mean, I even though I had your copy of that forever. <laughs> um, I still I have still, it, I, man. I, yeah, I went and bought a, I, I bought a copy of, uh, of that on eBay. Um, yeah, that album fucking slays dude it does indeed speaking of albums that slay i've also been listening to real quick this last one rocket from the crypts group sounds and uh that's an album that i got into in 2002 and i believe it was on buddy head's best of 2001 list and i uh remember i bought it because of that purpose so yeah it was definitely on there and it was one of those ones where i was trying to get more into underground music and I was just like, I'm taking a chance on this album with a cobra on it that these guys are just creaming their jeans over. And holy shit, do I still love that record. Like almost 20 years later, I'm still just like, yep, that holds up and is great and near perfect. And I'm probably going to end up talking about it on this podcast at some point. For now, one of the one of my biggest missteps probably in life is never giving much of a chance to Rocket from the Crypt. I, I mean, I've heard them, and every time I hear them, I'm like, I should listen to more of them, and then I don't. But, I mean, to be fair, the si uh, is it the singer, or is it just the guitarist? Of what? I that was... Hot uh, Of Rocket from the Crypt? 
What? No, 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 no. That was in um uh uh well he was in Hot Snakes, but also in Drive Like Jehu. Oh yeah, that was the singer guitarist guy, I believe. Okay, that that's what I thought. Because he's uh he he has a um or at least he used to have a radio show on Slacker Radio called uh uh, he was the Swami, and he played a whole hell of a lot. I, I don't know if he's. St- I know he does a show in San Diego, but if you can find his show on the internet, he play. I, I used to listen to that at Target when I was working there all night. He would just play fucking awesome, crazy ass old rock and roll mixed with like late seventies punk rock. It was it was awesome. I wish that somebody would give him like you know like the biggest show ever although nobody would listen to it <laughs> so but um yeah be, you know drive like jehu has been one of my favorite bands for the longest time i think that they're probably one of the greatest hardcore bands of all time just really interesting stuff that they were doing so i don't know why rocket from the crypt isn't like you know my favorite band as well I even had that album when we like I was still I was like really into it when we moved in together and stuff and I remember trying it was one of those things where I'd like hey let's listen to this and you're like nah I don't feel like it we're gonna listen to a quick one while he's away again so we can sing to it while we drive to the store (laughs) yeah uh at that time it it was uh I think it would be hard-pressed for anybody to get me to not listen to the who yeah, yeah, I remember you just discovered, uh, or not discovered, sorry, but the Live at Leeds um, Deluxe Edition came out with the full set of the Live at Leeds that wasn't on the vinyl, you know, because the vinyl was only yeah. select stuff. And then I remember the second disc was at Leeds again, but a different concert, and it was Tommy live in its entirety. No, I think that was the same concert. No, it was different. I mean, what Did they? They didn't. No, it was different dates, yeah. But no, they were I, both at no. Leeds. No, I'm pretty sure that that's the it was a whole two hour concert. Really? Yeah, because they they I don't think that they ever really toured with opening acts. Maybe they did, but they played one set of older stuff and then they did all of Tommy. Huh? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, well, even if you look at um the stuff that they have from Woodstock, that's how they did it at Woodstock. They played the same, you know, the pretty much the same first set and then they did all of Tommy because there's songs from the earlier stuff and then there's like six songs uh that they did uh uh from Tommy but that's not the full performance either because they didn't have time well I think that's why I didn't think it was the same the same concert because in the original the first live at Leeds disc it's they throw in a bunch of tracks from Tommy and parts and I that seems not like them to do that shit twice no, that that all it is is that their version of uh, my generation had some some interpolation and, and shit. Yeah, yeah. So no, they they yeah. I'm I'm I mean I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that's all one concert. Anyway, to further your point on how after that album came out, pretty much all I listened to was the Who. I mean, became obsessed is is not really describing the full scope of what I was doing. Um, I remember I was driving in my car with my girlfriend at the time. I was listening to Quadrophenia 
and there's some part that comes on that really fucking rock. She was telling me a story about how her day was going. I interrupted her and I said, I, I just went, shush. And then I turned up the, the, the radio, my stereo, so I could rock out on my steering wheel and listen to that part. Oh, man, that that was a fight. That was a that was a big. She was not happy with. Me. She did not appreciate that at all. I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, looking back at it, I'm, I I sometimes I wonder why I'm single, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I I shushed my girlfriend so I could listen to a part I'd heard a thousand times before. Yes, no, I deserve everything I get. <laughs> Fucking a, that's great, John. I'm glad you shared that story. With us. <laughs> All right, let's get into our little episode-specific segment here. And since we're recording this at the beginning of August, uh, we came up with the idea to share some of our favorite summer songs. So we each got a top five saying, list. Oh, am I saying what? Are you saying that we get to have a summer? Have a summer. Have a summer? <laughs> we'll bring up have a summer here in a few on one of, one of the songs on my list. But... um. Why don't we just uh, go back and forth? And, yeah, uh, do you want to start? Sure, I'll get started. Um, and this is in no particular order, folks. Uh, my first song coming up that I picked was an old school one, one from my childhood, one that meant summer every time I hear it. And it's one of those songs that I loved as a child that I still love as, just as much today, despite how much I've gotten away from listening to hip-hop on a regular basis. And that is the classic song by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Summertime. <laughs> I just think that song is amazing. It's, it, it's perfect. It, it hits every, every note that a summer song needs to, to hit. It, you could listen to it chilling in a barbecue in the middle of the day. You could get up to it in the morning as the sun rises early. Or you could be on your way to a party in a car. Just here we go. We're getting ready for a nice summer night. I have not listened to that song in I don't know how many years. Um, it's fantastic. But I will say, yeah, I know. Every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, I remember this. I, I remember when I was in elementary school, you know, all there was a lot of friends I had that would be into, you know, Will Smith and whatever. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. I remember parents just don't understand, and I thought that that was cheesy. And I think I was like eight years old when that came out. Yeah, the um, music video was really goofy and corny. Yeah, I mean, it was that was what led into the intro for, or I mean, that was eventually where they got the idea for the intro to you know the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I, I will have to say that "Summertime" is actually probably one of the more mature but fun songs from Will Smith. Uh, it's a lot better than when I go out with my friend Jack and he's like, we got to go somewhere to karaoke so I can do the uh, Men in Black theme song. And I'm like, I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> but, <No>. uh, yeah. <laughs> and that is a true story. Yeah. So anyway. Why don't you tell us uh, your next song, choice. John? Thanks. The next song I have, or the first song I have, is... Uh, uh, Weekend by the uh, Smith Westerns. Oh, great choice. Yes, that that song kind of, 
I mean, that album is definitely an album that we'll be doing at some point here, Diet Blonde. Right. Um, that song has this like just kind of floaty, you know, like like it it it's got a nice beautiful melody. It kind of makes you feel like you're floating and. And every time I hear it, it, you know, it makes, it reminds me of the girl that I want to be with. I mean, that's what the, the song is about, you know, just the weekends aren't fun unless you're around, but you know, you're around. So pretty good. Um, yeah. That song yeah. really has the cadence of like a, a 50 or sixties, like my sweetheart pop song, but the song isn't played like that. You no, feel no. Me? And it, it, it does. It, it feels almost kind of like, like a more glam version of that those old pop songs you know like it, it feels like it should be a uh like a beach boys song but it's too drugged out and you know kind of like slower and more flowier but it still has that 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 just like feeling of love you know yeah it's almost like shoegaze that puts you in a good mood yeah exactly that, has that kind of vibe to it yeah like the little goth boys looking at the sun like hey it's not so bad to go outside once in a while exactly and it is definitely one of their more happier tunes oh that's a great pick my next one is one i also think you'll dig um and that is the black lips go out and get it from their album arabia mountain i wonder if we'll talk about fun tune yeah i wonder if we'll talk about that album at any point during this podcast (laughs) it's possible i don't want to give too much away it might be an episode a few months down the line who knows yes i I don't uh, i mean spoiler alert it turns out that tannis is a monster this whole time uh yeah sorry i got off track there i didn't mean to give that one away (laughs) no you you i I got a monster tattoo I'm, i'm really into five finger death punch now john nice Damn it! Now I, I I screwed up my joke. I was oh, gonna it's say cool. all it's of, like all it's of... like claws ripping my flesh open in like the Monster Energy Drink logo, and under that <laughs> is a rebel flag, and then a skull with a mohawk fighting a chain, <laughs> and a mummy tribal dragon bursting out of it too. It's so fucking Mervin's core, bro. Oh man. Well, Mervin's isn't I, around. Uh, I guess Target Core is the more accurate term now. I guess. <laughs> I um I love the look in people's eyes when you know we'll start talking about music mm-hmm. and uh they'll be like, Yeah, I'm really into Five Finger, and I'm like, Oh, that's a terrible band, and then they're just like the look of shock. And I'm like, You should not be shocked by this. You should know. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should just know. <laughs> but anyway, um maybe we should talk about the song that I picked. Even though I was yeah. equally guilty for getting us off topic there. Um, this, the Black Lips Go Out and Get It, it's definitely one of those summer songs that the, vi- the music video plays a big part as to how I visualize that song and why it's a summer song for me. Because it's just the Black Lips hanging out on a boat and a beach with a bunch of really pretty girls and sliding down slides and doing fun things that fun rich hipsters do. And I live vicariously That's... through it. <laughs> that that sounds like my kind of time, although I'm not rich or a hipster and never have girls around. So you got the right attitude for a hipster. You just got to dress better. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I just got to spend more money on my jeans. <laughs> uh, what's your next song, John? My next song is 
the rest of the Five Finger Death Punch discography. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> no, my next song is uh, Evil by Interpol. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't... I, I, uh, I was telling you before in our little uh, pre-podcast chat, I have a really hard time, you know, kind of... I, I, I guess I just don't listen to a lot of... Um, you know, like happy songs. I, I've realized this over the years. Um, but this song, you know, uh, I was gonna take Noah to see Interpol back in February, but um, um, it snowed so bad that night and I hadn't bought tickets yet. So I just decided, I, you know, that whole week was just, I, I think we got hit with like 50 inches of snow. Oof. Um, yeah, it was bad. So I decided to just, you know, not go to that one, even though a couple of episodes I was talking about how excited I was to see them in February. I should mention to everyone that I'm a liar. Um, <laughs> you weren't lying that you were excited. You just didn't. Go. Oh, I was excited. I just didn't go. It's so not I like you like came back the next episode. Man, that Interpol show. I I, I watched all the <laughs> songs and then they, they were like they had a guitar and they played it like, oh, and then the singer, he's he was like singing interpol songs it was sick <laughs> yeah dude although i mean i i still did get to see 20 minutes of them at riot fest so that was cool but in that time when i was trying to get Noah excited about that he really fell in love with the song evil i think it's one of their best songs it's actually probably one of their more happier songs and so that song has been you know making a lot of plays out of his room it's also been making a lot of plays when we're together in the car uh there was an Interpol song that came on the other night or two nights ago after we had talked about doing this on the radio. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I think I'd like to throw an Interpol song on there. But this one definitely doesn't have any kind of summer feel to it at all. Evil at least has like a big poppy chorus and it, a little bit of a little bit more energy and a little what could be almost construed as a happy vibe. So that made my list. Excellent. Well, my next pick is uh, the absolutely wonderful King Con and the Shrines doing their song Land of the Freak. Are you familiar with King Con and the Shrines much? I know you know that the rest of us buddies are <laughs> in our little friend yeah, group, I, but I'm not sure if you ever got into them as much as the rest of us. I never got into King Con and the Shrines. I did get uh, into King Con and the Barbecue Show. That I think King Con and the Barbecue Show was maybe more my my bag baby <laughs> to reference austin powers <laughs> well speaking of people having bags uh never mind i'm not gonna make a james brown joke that's gonna get edited out <clears throat> this song has a this song has a really just kind of cool funky 60s guitar line along with just this screaming drums and uh hammond organ and bass i mean every Every single instrument that the band is playing is just on fire in this song. And King Khan himself is just howling like James Brown. And the song is just full of fury and energy and positivity. And I want to drink to it and make out to it and run around naked in the streets to it. It's, it's, it's just a blast. That's cool. I definitely... I actually really do need to check out more King Khan and the Barb... Uh, the Shine. Sure. Are a few of our buddies, one that lives in uh, Tennessee and right. one from Washington that just went to visit the guy in Tennessee, 
they actually just saw King Kong in the shrine. Oh, right on. Yeah, I saw him a few years back. I want to say in 2014 or 15. It was a oh, while okay. ago at this point. But, oh yeah, they're fantastic live. Like, talk about a band that knows what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, good shit. Uh, so, John, what's your next song? My next song is a recent song that was just released back in the April area. But it gets a lot of plays for me. And every time I'm working and I don't have anybody else in the car, this is a song that gets turned up and my ass shakes as much as I can get it to in my car seat. Uh, well, that sounds weird. That sounds like I'm a baby in a car seat. I meant, you know, the driver's seat <laughs> the, where I'm supposed to be. Uh, and that is Plastic Boogie by King, uh, by King Khan and the Shrines. <laughs> <laughs> by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, and if anybody has been paying attention, they know that that is my current favorite band. And that is how something so new became my one of my current favorite summer songs. And another note about that song, it's probably one of the best environmentalist anthems ever written. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and I, I even, didn't even realize that on the first couple of <laughs> listens. And then I was like, wait, this song's about how we're littering and it's just going to consume and kill us one day. This is actually pretty yeah. grim. But this is the most fun I've had in a while to a King Gizzard song. Well, I shouldn't say that. That song is just, it's a high point of that album. That It's perfect. <laughs> It's the oh, best yeah. T-Rex song I've ever heard. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is that it's, uh, even though it's got a grim subject, you, you, you definitely, you're too busy shaking your ass to, uh, you know, really think about it. I had the same experience where I was listening to it one morning and uh, I was on the way to uh, get a, a passenger and that song came on and I, I mean, it's like, Four in the morning. I've got this thing cranked up. I've got a pretty loud sound system in my uh, Hyundai Sonata. I have mentioned it on previous episodes, I think. And uh, so I'm shaking my butt and I'm like, wait a minute. Are they saying fuck all that plastic? Fuck all that plastic? Fuck all that. I guess they are, aren't they? Huh. Well, whatever. <laughs> I'm back to it. Having a good time. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, that that band's something else. I can't wait for the new album. I I just hope it's all Planet B type stuff and uh not 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 the group with Justin Pearson, but um the song Planet B by King Kizzard yeah. and the Lizard. Yeah, Man. no, no, that so far they've released three songs uh from that new album and it's all like Motorhead influenced stuff. <laughs> that band can do anything. <laughs> they sure can. All right, my next song is um, one that uh, got introduced to me by one of my coworkers. I can't believe I got as into it as I did in, in the summer that I discovered it, because it's just a total electronica track, but uh, it's a track by Nero featuring Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates called Reaching Out. And it is just one of the most like epic, glammy, just chill electronica songs I've ever heard. And it makes me want to take acid and wear sunglasses and cruise in a pink Ferrari. It's just, ugh. And that summer, too, with that song, I remember uh, our buddies at work, all we'd have to do is walk by each other and just say, yeah. reaching out. And then the other one would be, for something to hold. 
<laughs> I personally can say that I have never heard this. Yeah, it's not one that I... I don't know, you might dig it for what it is. Well, maybe I'll send you the music video, because the music video is really trippy and cool. But, yeah, In I just honest... love that song. And it's one of those songs that, um, you know, we have tons of memories uh, linked to songs from our days when we were younger and living together. This one's kind of one like that for me with these people that I've known through the cafe and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. I think you'd be surprised at how much electronic music I actually listen to. I And, and in my spare time, I try to pretend that I can write it, too. So. <laughs> yeah, but um, that was my second to last one. John, what's your second to last one? My second to last one is one that we just covered not too long ago. Uh, it was in our first real episode, actually. And oh. guess what it is? I don't think I can guess what it is, but I might be able to guess where it's at. Oh, you got it. Where oh, it's shit. at my back. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah, that, uh, that song is just a fucking party. You know, it, it it doesn't matter what you're doing. You put that on. All of a sudden, everybody has beers and everyone's like, you know, in bikinis. And we're just like singing along. Everyone's got <laughs> two turntables and a microphone for yeah, some reason. You're just like, where did these come like, from? I don't know. I mean, there was one time I ended up at church somehow. And I'm like, well, first of all, what the fuck am I doing here? And then someone's like, wait a minute. We hit play. Everyone had beers, bikinis, and two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, they were so pulling out jobs and jamboree ball. handouts. Yeah, exactly. Then, you know, two turntables and a microphone. Two turntables and a microphone. And those who didn't have bottles and cans just clapped their hands. So they were they able to did. participate as well. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, if people didn't have hands, they just yelled where it's at. Yeah. And I mean, when people would ask me that, I'd say, well, there's a destination a little up the road from the habitations and the towns we know. The, the Every... thing that was most surprising about the whole thing, though, was that there was a guy who showed up with a drum set and he did a really good drum break. <laughs> you win. <laughs> 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 all right what's God. what's your second to last one no and this is my last one. Oh, i, I went mean, first yeah. all Sorry. right my last one is by a man who um we were referencing earlier by saying we were having a summer he is the creator of the catchphrase the mantra, the way of life of having a summer, Mr. Howard Kramer and his song, Summer Sirens. Um, he has a few albums that are just summer specific. And Summer Sirens is a song about being drunk and basically having your own little real life Grand Theft Auto with jet skis and drinking beers and hanging out with seagulls and getting caught by the Coast Guard and hanging out with seals. And it's... It's an amazingly funny song, and um, it's my favorite of all of his summer anthems. I can't get enough of it. I was listening to that album just yesterday and uh, giggling most of the time. And I only <laughs> say most of the time because I've heard it a bunch of, you know, comedy. Yeah, yeah. After, after a while, it, it, you, 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 one of the best things about comedy and what makes you laugh so hard is the surprise. And when there's no more surprise, it's not as funny. Yeah, so if you want to hear uh, any songs about the tales of the beachcomber, 
or uh, befriending seagulls, or strumming your guitar for the fish, or being gay for Poseidon. Go check out Howard Kramer's <laughs> summer albums. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Summer. Summa. Yes. S U M M A H. Summa. Have a summa. <laughs> Howard Kramer is great. If you're not familiar yeah. with him, just go check him out and his wonderful podcast, Who Charted. But only go listen to that after you've listened to ours. We don't need to be given podcasts with gigantic listener bases more time than they already have. <laughs> exactly. How about uh, how about you tell the people who have told you about who charted uh -huh. to listen to us? Right. Uh, like, yeah, like everybody out there. We I don't think we do this enough, but uh, we obviously are just starting out. If you could spread us around, that would be very helpful. We would much appreciate it. Spread us around like butter, then we can all have a summer. Hell yeah. We should probably stop saying that so much before we just start ripping off his joke completely. <laughs> exactly. But so, uh, but before we do that, why don't you tell me your last summer track, John? The last summer track. The last have a summer track. Sorry, I, I had to get one more in before <laughs> we get sued. Um... The last summer track that I have is one that always reminds me of the best summer ever. And that is El Camino's in the West by Grand AD off of their Someday album. That song is not only a great song to put on when you're driving, it reminds me of just, you know, even though it is kind of, it, it's one of the happier songs that Grand AD ever did, but it, it, it just ha again it has a flowing feel to it it reminds me of what was it 2003 the summer of 2003 yes. all of the stuff that was contained within uh there there is you know we were talking about memories connected to a song there is no song that better has memories connected to it than that song for me i feel and you. if there's one song for me i mean i guess you know you said are they in any particular order uh, when before we did this, and I said no, I don't. I didn't put them in any particular order, but really, I guess I kind of lied because if there was, uh, you know, if this was it, if someone was like, "Gun to your head, what song is summer for you?" It would be El Camino's in the. Excellent. I think that's a great choice, John. Yes. Um, did you have any runners up? Um, yeah, I, I had one that I left off only because we talked about it on our uh, last mini so mini episode. So I felt like oh, it okay. might be a little redundant. But honestly, what was just really uh, right up there, if we chose six, it would just be right there, is uh, The Darkness is, I believe, in a little thing called love. For the exact ah. same reasons that you stated about Granddaddy. Exactly. The summer of 2003, and I listened to Permission to Land, uh just yesterday as I was uh, doing some stuff, and that album rules, and it reminded me of so much fun, and when I, I, I believe in a thing called love is a perfect song. Like, it's... A I, when it comes on, it's... You, you just listen to it closely, and you're like, yeah, they kind of nailed it on every, like, level with this tune. Like, it is so fun and grand and silly, and... Yeah, again, summer of 2003. Well that's what it the makes one me thing feel. I will definitely say about that song is it. I mean, it definitely crossed a whole lot of bound. Like, 
there there was a party that I went to with a bunch of guys that you know that all they listened to was like saves the day and hey Mercedes and uh, dashboard confessional all of that uh, vagrant stuff and right. someone put on I believe in a thing called love everyone was rocking out everyone was singing to it um i mean it it was it's something that you know no matter where you are if that song comes on everyone's pumping their fists in the air they're all singing along to it and even though everyone goes oh hey, you know this song is so silly and the guy has such a high-pitched voice and i don't think i like this song everyone knows every goddamn word to it and everyone enjoys the fuck out of it so you know just admit it already america that song is fucking great yeah and live he played rhythm guitar while singing that the whole it was so that dude justin i forget his last name but he's one of the dudes i <laughs> i met at that dance party um yeah no he he's just so goddamn talented and i you know i always thought so but then seeing them do their set live just through a whole nother level on holy shit that guy is something else and well doesn't he do the guitar solo on that song um i think in the music video but no i'm pretty sure their lead guitarist was doing that live oh because i um but he might I have i mean it very well could have the guy's a freaking force well so i had a friend who saw them right around the time that permission to land came out and he said, it, just like in the video, you know, because in the video, they put the guitar on him. He does the guitar solo and then someone takes the guitar off. He said that they did that live. Oh, really? Yeah. So I thought that that was pretty cool. But anyway. Uh, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'll stop stepping on your toes. <laughs> uh, did you have an honorable mention? I did. I I have two of them. Actually, one of them I just thought of while we were oh, going. Oh, first you're going to put you give yourself a number one song. Now you got two honorable mentions. <laughs> okay, Mario, get your one up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to be better than you in every single way. Although my yeah, but second... Limp Biscuit is better than everyone, though, John. <laughs> they, they are. My second runner-up is going to piss you the fuck off. Um, now, first of all, the 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 first runner-up is "Now It's On" by Granddaddy, which is the first album or first song on their album "Someday." I didn't choose that because I actually expected you to put that in your top five. <laughs> nope. Because when we were talking at some point, you said that that is like one of your ultimate summer songs because yeah, it reminds you of what? Oh, I was gonna say that's that's funny that I didn't remember it. Yeah, I. But it just always goes to show how my taste is changing and my opinion changes. Like, this list isn't set in stone. We'll do it next year, maybe, and it'll be totally different. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah, obviously these are not... This is not going to be the same... Wouldn't that be great if next year I just did the same exact list? <laughs> or I just decided to put DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince on twice, and then slowly it just took over the whole list. <laughs> But you were, you know, when we were talking about it, you're correct. That now it's on sounds like someone switching on the lamp to a good time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I agree wholeheartedly. I yeah. agree wholeheartedly. And I agree with you agreeing. <laughs> and now on to my second runner-up. If there's a song that reminds me of Summer... And the sun that comes with summer, that would be sun 
by Caribou. God damn it, I'm so pissed off! Can't believe you picked that <laughs> stupid song! God, man! Fucking God! <sighs> and there it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a terrible choice. But you do you. Yeah, I, uh... I'm sorry, but I love that song. <laughs> uh, I know you do. I know you do. Um, yeah. Well, all right. Those were our summer songs. We're going to have a Spotify playlist up for these summer songs and look for the title of that playlist in the episode description. John, I guess I'm out of things to say. Do you got anything else to add before we end this episode? All I have to say is... Sun, 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 sun. All right, that's enough of that. From me, from John, we bid you all a goodbye. Goodbye!